0: Welcome to the X's and T podcast, where we talk about X's and T with
1: your hosts, Corey and Danny. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning back into the X's and T podcast. We are so happy to be here with you. And for your listening pleasure, we have our awesome guest back with us. Hello, Jess. Hey, how are you? Good. So glad to have you back here. Um, So the last time we spoke with you, we were kind of delving into this cult and your relationship with your ex-husband. You left us on a cliffhanger, which is... A
0: major cliffhanger. Yeah.
1: Um, So just real quick, what's it been like for you, you know, talking about this? Because this is something that you had not spoken about before. And now that you're kind of speaking about it, how do you feel?
2: Um, I mean, it's definitely healing to talk about it, obviously. And I just feel like it's a great story to share to help other people in the future, not possibly have to go down the same roads. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think I love hearing that. I love hearing that you're healing from it. That's Mm -hmm. why we started this podcast was to give people a platform to speak their truth and heal, because I know for both of us, we found a lot of healing in sharing our stories. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're very grateful for you. Thank you for, for your time. Um, but okay. So now I'm dying to know, we, we found out that Robert broke up with you and he kicked you out and like, wh- where did you go from here? What the heck happened? So I actually ended
2: up staying in his mom's spare bedroom for like three or four nights. What the fuck? So um, awkward. That is awkward. So awkward. I know. And then I ended up moving in with my aunt um, plot twist: I started dating somebody while I was still living under his <gasps> roof.
0: You did? That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes,
2: I made a Tinder profile and I mean, met hey, somebody. Like, fuck
0: you, dude. Yeah,
1: seriously, <laughs> exactly. He really <laughs> fucked you over at that yeah. point. And so, why did he? Why did he break up with you? Like, what the hell? Um, basically, the people in the cult
2: business, whatever you want to call it. Um, said that because I wasn't willing to launch my own business and we weren't married, that I was not going to be committed to it. And so he had to think about if he was committed to me, if I'm not committed to the business, basically.
1: They were so good at that. They had that motto that they'll either make or break your relationship. I mean, you Mm -hmm. remember when my ex-boyfriend Luke and I (laughs) came around um, hence mm-hmm. the X, right? But, but um, yeah. Okay. So you start living with your aunt. You're dating someone new. What is your life like at this point?
2: Um, mostly just like work, hanging out with the new boyfriends, and that's pretty much it. Um, I was working retail, and it was like right around Thanksgiving time, so Black Friday sales, things like that. So I was really busy with work, and then like randomly, about a month later, I get a text message from Robert, and he's like. I want to talk, I miss
1: you, and I'm like... Cringe. Mm,
2: but I went ahead and I did it anyway. Of course, we always do. <laughs> <Been there>. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you go through the whole conversation, you talk, and he says he's sorry he missed me, and that he was going to these business meetings, and everybody was asking him where I was, and it just made him realize how much he loved me, and... <laughs> he knew he wanted to be with me.
1: <laughs> oh, lovely. okay, so what do you, like what's going through
2: your mind at this point? Um, at that point, I was like really confused because like the guy that I had started hanging out with and dating was super sweet, like actually sweet. yeah, but I was still like bonded to Robert, right? Mm-hmm. of course. So like I was like weighing the pros and the cons, I guess, right. And it just so happened that Robert and the time, like, outweighed everything, I guess.
1: Yeah, you had a past with him. And to your knowledge, he's supposedly pursuing this success. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, at the time, it probably sounded like a no-brainer to you. You're like, obviously, he's the choice. Mm -hmm. So what happens next?
2: Basically, we get back together. Um, I end up leaving the other guy, like super abrupt never sh- <laughs> never talked to him again like I think the last text message to him was that I was locked out of my house and then like no communication after that.
1: You just ghosted this dude <laughs> Wow. Pretty much but yeah, it wasn't yeah. me that ghosted him like it was Robert. <laughs> so Robert made you ghost him. Yes. <laughs> gotcha okay. Wow um, Ugh, It just was that how he went about it too Yeah. So like, did you did just, you move
0: back in with him or did you still live with your aunt?
1: I lived with her for like one week And then I moved back in with Robert. Wow. So everything just happened so quickly, kind of as if you were just picking up where you left off. Exactly. So did you notice any changes in him or or like what was he like? It was like the honeymoon stage
2: all over again, being very sweet, very particular with his words and like what he was going to say to me. Very careful.
1: calculated. Very careful. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, But he was almost like putting on an act for the cult yes the business he was trying to be this business person be a very respectable man and it just wasn't like the shoes weren't fitting
1: right it was very it sounds very disingenuous compared to how he was yes yes so what is it like stepping back into this relationship with him because now he's going to all these meetings and he's He's heavily involved in this cult now. Where, like, what happens when you step back in? Basically, I just stepped right in with him.
2: I went to all the meetings, went to all the functions, plans, uh, coffee meetings, mentor meetings. The only thing I didn't attend was if he actually had somebody going through the process. Gotcha. Because we weren't married.
1: Right. So what did that look like, him starting to take people through the process? What was it like watching that happen? And and how did that transpired (laughs) (laughs) it was very awkward
2: yeah he was just an awkward person talking to strangers like he was he always said that he was like a bubbly person but he would get into a conversation with a stranger and have no idea how to navigate it right and so it was just a lot of like choppy conversations and then almost like panic you would see (laughs) right right when people would ask him questions and then it would turn into the anger like his panic would turn to anger and it was like cut them off I will just talk to you about it later or this person will talk to you about it yeah kind of thing like that and I know that he had done that with you a couple of times too yes
1: yes he did (laughs) <laughs> okay so as we're we're going through this time um how many people did he take through the process kind of in the beginning
2: um honestly I want to say only about three people how total. many
1: how many of them stuck one
0: <laughs> that was you that
1: was me <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, so this is around the time where I'm coming in to the picture. Mm-hmm. It's uh, around January of uh, 2016. Do you? Yes. Yeah, so basically, what happened was <laughs> some guy sideswiped my car, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I wasn't a mutual friend. <laughs> yeah, and he tried telling me that he wasn't from here, and so I looked him up on Facebook, and. We had a mutual friend, and that was Robert. So I Mm -hmm. messaged Robert on Facebook, and I was like, hey, can you tell me about this guy? He said, yeah, he's from around here. I was like, okay, cool. That's all I needed to know. How dare you lie to me. Yeah. (laughs) He told me he was, like, from Eastern or uh, Central Oregon, and he was definitely not. He was from right where we were. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like for you watching all of that happen? Like, Robert trying to reconnect with me, who had been a middle school friend, The
2: reconnection with you was honestly, like, the most natural, I guess, reconnection for him because you had already been friends previously. Kind of. Um, But, yeah, kind of. (laughs) Um, It was just a lot of him telling me mostly, like, yeah, she was a great friend. She was a great person. She used to kick me
1: under the table. Uh, (laughs) That happened, like, one time because he liked to talk crap. See, here's the thing that I never said. Robert and I were never friends. We were acquaintances at school. We went to the same middle school and I knew him because he was collecting donations and did the truffle shuffle <laughs> mm-hmm. at a football game. <laughs> he was a freshman at this point and he was a, a larger person a heavier set guy so him Mm -hmm. doing the shuffle shuffle was like funny he was always trying to be funny Mm -hmm. um but ultimately he and I were not friends I just knew uh like I've I rubbed elbows with some like similar crowds of people but yeah Um, yeah but yeah I mean he seemed really like personable at the time and was really adamant about like getting me to hang out which we would later find out through the way that worldwide teaches things is single males are not supposed to hang out by themselves with single females yes so what was that what what um because you could not hang out with us right because you and him weren't married and that was the logistical side of worldwide i didn't know this i had no idea Mm -hmm. why his girlfriend could never come and hang out with us at the mall yeah for me it was it almost developed like a toxic trait of For me, it was, like, I wanted to know
2: why he was going to hang out with a woman, where they were going to be, and he never answered his phone. That sucks. (laughs) Like, when he was with people, he never answered his phone, so I, like, never knew what was going on. Right. So it just, like, put me in the situation of, like, untrust because, like, why can't I just go? Yeah. You know? They always told me, you never hang out with the opposite spouse without your spouse.
1: Yeah. No so, opposite gender. Yeah.
2: It's like, why why can't I be there? And just not to, really, like, make sure anything's not going to happen, but just, like, why can't I be there? I'm technically his significant other.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's not like it was really hard. Yeah. It's not like we were professional either. I mean, he went and drank with us one night. I, he did. I don't think he drank. He may have drank a little bit, but I definitely was drinking. (laughs) And, um, because back then, I was in a very toxic space, you know, in my story that I talk about, my my story with Kyle. Mm-hmm. And when I had been in this relationship with Luke, I was very toxic. I was in this horrible space, which you guys had no idea what had happened transpired before this. But I was in a very, very abusive relationship. Um, and I was a mess. And yeah. Robert, like, noticed that immediately. Mm-hmm and would start to use the that verbiage of that was worldwide taught right it was don't use your child as a reason Use, or you or as an excuse so. use them as your reason and he would be like mm-hmm. well what do you want you know and and that's eventually how he led me to meet John and Barbara. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. And and that sucks because you could have gone and hung out with us. I in fact I don't think we hung out until didn't we go see a movie together? That's where you and I first met, right? Was we were supposed to go see a movie and maybe things didn't work out that we were supposed to go see this movie? But I remember meeting I you at a so. theater.
2: Yeah. I think Something had happened, but I can't totally remember. I can't either. Yeah. That's how we. But we, we met. basically remained acquaintances for quite a while.
1: We did because we were told that we could not be friends. We couldn't basically. be friends because, yeah. despite the fact that you were not you, so you're you're living your life as this guy is practically his wife. You're doing mm-hmm. all of the wife things, but because of the cult and worldwide and how everything works with them, you were not allowed to be that role until you were yeah. legally married, and they yeah. pushed couples to get. Married. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you weren't even considered a cross line for me. You were considered just somebody I couldn't talk to. Yeah. Um, and for people who are unsure what that that term means cross line, basically you have your quote mentors who are everybody above you. And then you have your quote what they call downline that's people below you. And then anybody else, those are people who are considered cross line. So now anybody who's not in your direct upline or downline, we had really strict rules with that. So with these, they had these rules, right? Do you remember the cardinal rules? I remember a few of them, yeah. What do you remember? Uh, Don't mess with anybody's money. Don't mess
2: with anyone's spouse. uh, Don't do anything for the first time. Always talk to your upline before you do something. Oh, that was the same thing.
1: Yeah, no negative downline, only up. Yes. And no crosslining. Oh, yeah, no crosslining. So, um basically they would explain these rules to us um how how would they explain the rules Jess? like what do you remember um basically they explained it as like a contract like
2: these rules are what you follow or you're done yeah you will not be a part of the business not be a part of the mentorship and basically they made it like you would never even like see amway again or something yeah
1: (laughs) they did they did yeah it was a very much a threat and um, the rules were just so strict I mean do you (laughs) remember some of the things that they had told us that we're allowed to talk to people about
2: yes like you're allowed to you know talk about the positives of your day or you know what you enjoyed about the board plan or
1: (laughs) anything that was positive supporting of the person speaking yes toxic positivity This whole training mentorship organization teaches toxic positivity. You are not yeah. allowed to speak negative and you can't talk business with other people because other yeah. lines of sponsorship would be doing different things. Like I had found out mm-hmm. from a coworker of mine, we had had a discussion that I would later find out from Robert. That was an inappropriate conversation. He would lecture me about it. Oh my gosh. But I learned that they were doing a much lower PV amount and I felt so betrayed because I could barely afford to live my life. And these other lines of sponsorship are doing different less volume every month wow yeah so we weren't allowed to talk to other people about that I mean don't mess with somebody's spouse that's pretty I feel like that's a a good rule but I think it's because they had a lot of like cheating going on they would preach what a four percent divorce rate and yet we were seeing people getting divorced like left and right wow Mm Hmm. There's a lot of people splitting up. A lot of people.
0: I feel like yeah, if they have to have that as like a rule, then there's definitely a problem. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like a normal
1: like like workplace quote unquote rule to have. Yeah. yeah. Oh absolutely. So yeah, they have these cardinal rules and um, it was just it's crazy. So our friendships in the in the quote, business, were very different. So as you're kind of going through this as still his girlfriend, I mean, when I was in my process, like, you and I actually, we ended up getting really close. Yes. And Robert got really mad about that.
2: (laughs) He did. And it wasn't just him that got mad about it. It was other people in the business. Oh, Um, yeah. yeah. Barbara, I know, had pulled me aside one time and talked to me. Um, and another person did too, like two people actually did. Um, but basically they were just saying, because I'm not in the business that I'm not allowed to hang out with you or talk to you until I'm in the business. Um, and any coordination should go through, um, Robert and not me, even though I handled his entire calendar, I handled all of his to-do lists, (laughs) everything for this guy. Um, but I honestly just didn't really listen to them because every time I talked to you, like something in my heart was just like, this woman is an amazing woman. And something was just like, don't stop talking to her. You know, no matter what they say, just don't stop talking to her. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you (laughs) oh of course thank you (laughs) I remember we were at a rally and I it was before I was I was still in the process you and I like I said I had to go to the bathroom or something and you were at the back because of your fibromyalgia and we were talking about things that we probably shouldn't have been talking about to their rules but it's a normal conversation we were just venting I mean it was what you and I would sit at the kitchen table and talk about right and they were telling her she can't talk to me about that stuff they were telling me I can't talk to her about that stuff that I need to talk to Craig's wife Jenny because by this point Jenny came into the business and was working heavily along Craig and at this point I was still meeting quite a bit with John and Barbara and John and Barbara were very much like running how Robert was doing everything because despite the fact that they tell you that this is your business it's not it's their business right Wow. Yeah. wow. They are the puppeteers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were the what was the council sessions right like right? Oh, sorry, council <laughs> sessions. So, real quick, those are when you meet with your quote mentors, those are anybody who's above you um and mm-hmm. who holds a level of leadership. Um, yes. and those leader those levels of leadership are so funny. Um, I actually have a list of them <laughs> right here. Oh um, so your lead- so this is all the, the leadership pin levels, right? So the first two are Eagle, and that's having six business owners. That's having six people below you, right? And then mm-hmm. Double Eagle is 12. Those two are just worldwide specific things. I don't know if this has changed since then. It mm-hmm. may have. But when we were in, this is what they were. Um, and then the last several are all... Amway pin levels with that's a PV amount. So it's platinums were 7,500 PV. The ruby was 15. thousand pv the emerald was having two platinum legs so two two different producers who had the 7500 pv and then i think the diamond is the it's kind of the last one the last major one i mean there's ones beyond that Mm -hmm. yeah the diamond pin level is having six platinum legs so six different businesses doing 7500 and they would tell you it's not a pyramid (laughs) But it is. Oh, it's absolutely an effing pyramid. They well, they at first they would tell us that it was a pyramid that was not a pyramid, and then they started leaning into the pyramid uh wow. stereotype. Then they'd be like, "Everything's yeah. a pyramid because you got your CEO and you've got your OOs, and you know what I mean." Like they would say it yes. just like that. Wow, they
0: yeah. would. <laughs> they tried to play it off like it wasn't, but it definitely
1: was yeah but basically that's your leadership anybody within who fell within those um ranks um and you didn't see anybody like once our leaders hit that diamond level we never saw them wow ever yeah and we only had one one set of leadership do that number um yeah yeah, that's a lot in what four years yeah they took them like seven years is their story but yeah we don't really know right um because we're never told the truth yeah
2: yeah exactly
1: so these council sessions right um were you going to these with robert
2: most of them, yeah.
1: So sp- so you're not allowed to do any of these leadership things, <laughs> right? As you're you're not allowed to be a business owner, but they still expected you to do all of these things that yeah. business owners do.
2: Yeah. So they wanted me to be a business owner. I just couldn't afford it. Like working a minimum wage job, how was I supposed to afford all of that? And my bills that I had, because uh, Robert wasn't paying my bills at the time. I paid my own bills. He paid his own bills. And nothing was combined. But basically the mentor sessions... <laughs> were a lot of check ins, I would say. It was a lot of relationship check ins, barely any business check ins because we couldn't get past the relationship problems to even have a business problem. Um. <laughs> little bit of business that we talked was mostly you know goals um how many people we wanted to bring to uh, board plans or functions or through the process things like that um but a lot of them were just talking about the issues in our relationship and anytime i would voice any issue um yelling at me getting mad at me over like leaving a spoon in the sink um i was told to bite my tongue and it will get better he's growing wow. he's trying to become the man that i need um and i need to become the woman that he needs
1: gross seriously exactly fucking disgusting gross. i
2: i don't understand how it clicked in my brain back then that that was okay advice to give to somebody because <laughs> it's really not like no somebody yelling at you because you left a spoon in the sink because you were rushing to work like that's just stupid that's it's not normal, normal. Yeah. it's
1: not normal no oh my goodness so you guys relationship at this point is kind of starting to struggle and what did that mm-hmm. what, what like what were some of the struggles you guys had I know you mentioned the spoon situation where he starts yelling at you um what else if you don't mind um a lot of it was
2: household chores uh he didn't want to do any household chores and he wanted it all to be on me but I couldn't keep up with everything and work a full time job. Right. So if he was like looking for socks and I didn't get them put away and they were still in the basket. There was always an argument of why can't you just put the laundry away? Like why do you have to be so lazy? And it's like I'm working 40 hours a week now paying most of our bills and you expect me to come home and clean the whole house. And some of the other issues were physical intimacy due to my health concerns health problems. Yeah. I wasn't able to be physically intimate a lot of the time yeah and he just didn't care to understand that it wasn't like it wasn't that I didn't want to be especially at the time like I wanted to be but my body physically couldn't yeah and when your body can't you mentally don't want to do it right right you know and so I was always told well my love language is physical touch oh god so I need this In order to feel loved. They really
1: pushed that. And I'm like, that's
2: not how it works. Right. Wow. And I would tell him that, like, you can have your love language filled in other ways than just physical intimacy. Right. Right. And for him, it was like, no, like, I'm wrong. He's right. And that's the only way that he wants it to happen. And I'm like, okay. And then it would turn into, it was my fault that he had a porn addiction.
0: What? And...
2: He actually wanted to watch it while we did it.
0: What? Oh my gosh. That's
2: Yeah, so fucked up. <laughs> and like ever like the adventurous type of person and neither was he. <laughs> I was gifted a toy for Christmas
1: that year. From him? And no, from a friend. Oh, just as like a gag gift? As a gag gift. Gotcha. Okay. And I was like, I've had i had that just, kind like, of I just wanted to
0: try
2: it. Like I never used one in my life before. So I like just wanted to try it. And he yelled at me and said, how can I please you if you have a toy?
1: What? Wow. <laughs> Sorry to the parents and, out there who are listening. Um, <laughs> but... You're talking about healthy, intimate relationships and communication, and this person is just belittling you, and and that's not normal. No.
2: Yeah, and on top of it, dealing with, like, health concerns where I was extremely exhausted. I was extremely lethargic migraines, body ache. I almost couldn't even like walk at work sometimes. Oh my gosh. And at the time I was like picking up grown adults, you know, I was a caregiver, so like I had to take care of these people. Right. And then I would have to come home and take care of him.
1: Right. And then after that you you're expected to go sit straight up and down mm-hmm. at one of these you know, meetings, various ones that that they had. And I remember many times you were just in so much pain and and he would get mad at you for like wanting Mm -hmm. to stand in the back or wanting to get up. Like, and they, it's, It's unfortunate, really, Mm -hmm. that that's what happened. I'm gonna... Okay, so you're in pain, too, because you're working so much. What was Robert's job situation like at this point? Um, At this point, he was, like, on and off with jobs. And he had left construction a
2: while back, and he was doing, like, sales and warehouse work. And so, like, nothing was paying well enough that we needed. So I was working, um, you know, like, a full-time 40-hour-a-week job. I would also be walking dogs. Dogs, dog sitting, dog boarding at our own house, folding people's laundry, washing people's laundry, ironing people's laundry, DoorDash, Uber Eats, all while trying to work, manage the business and take care of things that needed to be taken care
1: of. And you're not even married to him yet. And all this hard work is not going acknowledged because in this particular business, they would offer us incentives, right? And these were Mm -hmm. the most manipulative, like toxic incentives that they could offer you. Like like, Mm -hmm. the way to get into these incentives is ridiculous. They would have them Mm -hmm. every, they had one during the summertime. I think they called that one splash. And then they Mm -hmm. had the holiday ones. Yeah. And they would make like these goals, right? So you would have to talk to X amount of people you would have to say certain things to these people and set meetings and things and like and you're not even able to go to any of these
2: nope I had to stay back even though I helped him get the like quotas that he needed for those
1: right you basically did
0: all the work and then he just got all the credit for it
2: exactly but even after being married that's how the business worked the women would do majority of the work and the men would take the credit wow
1: yeah That's unfortunately true. So what prompted you? Because you guys, I was at your wedding. (laughs) So you guys do, you guys do end up getting married and, and why, like, What does that whole journey look like, deciding to get married? Uh, This is where I feel pathetic, because it was a lot of me begging
2: him, why can't we just get married? We're basically married. Um, We treat each other like a spouse. It's just a piece of paper at this point is all we need. And it was a lot of him being like, well, I just want to make sure we're ready. And there's things in the relationship that need to change before we can get married. (laughs) And then it was like a short time frame
1: between that mindset and him saying, yeah, we'll just get married. John and Barbara said it was a good idea to get married yes Ugh. and how many uh, council sessions did it take for them to finally get robert to realize that you guys need like you guys basically needed to get married
2: uh there wasn't one he just decided it on his own and he was like i'm gonna propose to her and <laughs> he proposed to me with my promise ring and then one month later we were gonna get married after that wow
1: it was very much like shotgun wedding i was definitely there i did push to try to have your guys wedding on my birthday um respectfully thank you so much for not getting (laughs) married on my birthday I remember my my son and I went together and I don't I wasn't pregnant yet and we were next to one of our we sat next to one of our other uh quote leaders um who was kind of phasing in and out. I mean, through this time, we had leaders who were, like, dropping like flies. People just Mm -hmm. would come around, and then they would be gone. And we weren't allowed to ask why people were gone either. Yeah. We would see people, and then they would just be gone. And you would develop, like, friendships with these people. I mean, as much as we were limited to conversation, you still found ways to communicate and connect. And you would be like, man, this person is so cool. I remember one guy, his sister sold peanut butter, and he would bring (laughs) peanut butter to, like – events and stuff and like give it away like he gave me one that was like an almond butter so good by the way and then the guy Mm -hmm. just kind of didn't like you just stopped seeing him around <clears throat> and then you just wonder, like, what happened? Right. And you're not allowed to ask. He disappeared. Yeah. So um you guys are now like you guys get married. Kind of how does everything change once you get married?
2: Um, once we get married, it really took a shift into he was the boss. Yeah. He was the boss of me. Um, he was the boss of our finances, basically everything. And it it stemmed a lot from um other people saying, you know, like you're the head of household, you gotta lead, you gotta be a leader, and things like that that. Um, and with him wanting to be the boss, it sparked a lot more arguments in terms of finances, uh, more physical arguments, lots of holes in the walls, broken doors, broken phones. Wow! I was still, I mean, working two, three jobs, doing two, three side jobs. He at the time did have a job but it wasn't paying enough and every time i would even ask for help it was like a pity fight he would just create a pity party for himself and Then it would turn into a fight, and
1: then it would get physical and like just mean, right? Like a toxic cycle. Toxic cycle, yeah. And your expenses went up in the business, right? As soon as you guys got married, yeah. Damn, it went from like six hundred dollars a month to like average of a
2: thousand, eleven hundred dollars a month.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a big jump.
2: Yeah, yeah. On top of you know rent and car insurance and the the amount of
1: gas that we had to pay to get to all of these things.
0: Right. It was insane. Wow. Yeah.
1: So... When did um, when did everything just kind of come crashing down? Like, when were you like, this is enough?
2: It was about a year and a half. Robert didn't have an actual job. He was doing DoorDash, but even that was too much to ask of him. And I gave the benefit of the doubt. You know, he was in a car accident and it hurt him. But I had gone to the appointments with him and the doctor said, there's nothing wrong. So lose weight and you'll probably hurt less. And so in my mind... I'm like, okay, great. Let's eat healthy. Let's cut things out. You know, let's exercise together. Let's try all these things to get your pain under control. And I gave it my all one last shot and he wanted to waste money driving to his mom's house, Taco Bell all the time, um going to these meetings for this business And there was nothing happening. Nobody was going through a process. We weren't bringing in any money. We were spending more money than we were even making. Our savings was dwindling down to nothing. I was basically like borrowing money to pay bills and then paying it
1: back. Right. Wow.
2: And I, I had taken a job at a restaurant and I was the general manager. I was making decent money I was on salary. And I mean, yeah, salary sucks because I had to work a lot of hours, but I could pay the bills and I had a little bit of wiggle room. And so I was like, oh, this is a blessing. Like, this is great. This is what we needed. And so I put my all into this job and he didn't like it. He wanted me to put my all into this business even though nothing was happening. Yeah. And I told him that I wasn't going to spend any more money on this business unless he was going to bring in money with it, you know? Yeah. And
0: which is totally. Reasonable. I had,
2: yeah. And I had asked, can you make, $400 a month. I have to worry about my grocery bill. I want to be able to go to the grocery store and buy whatever food I want. And that sparked the biggest fight in our entire relationship, I swear.
1: Just being able to go to the grocery store and buy what you want. Mm-hmm. And this is because you were taught that the only things that you could buy had to come from your business, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And me
2: asking him to make a certain amount of money was like asking a crippled person to walk across the room.
0: Oh, dear God. Wow. Like, how yeah. dare you? Wow.
2: How dare I? Exactly. And he even said to me, like, how do you expect me to do that when I am broken? And I'm like,
0: you're choosing them. yeah
2: you are choosing to be broken cuz yeah. you drive to your mom's house you drive to Taco Bell and you drive to your friend's house and that's my gas money that
1: you're wasting that's crazy so he was not leading by example Not at all, because he would criticize anybody else in in this business, which respectfully to him, he only had one downline aside from me. I had several. Mm -hmm. My business was significantly larger than his. Like I put my all into this damn business. And there was a time before the time I actually ended up leaving where the red flags really started to be extreme and mm-hmm. that was when I realized that this business is not my business I don't have control they would tell yeah. you that you have control and there was a cu- there was two different instances where I had couples that I wanted to kick out of my process I was like I don't like these people one was this woman who at a major function was just acting so irrationally oh yes. my gosh we'll never forget her she was that. psychotic wow yeah her boyfriend embarrassing. yeah her boyfriend and her ended up breaking up and her boyfriend would then get sponsored under me shout out to him um. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then there was this other couple who was just weird. Do you remember the weird? It was just odd. Just, they wouldn't. I think I do remember yes. them, yeah. So they were odd. And honestly, respectfully, I don't judge people, but these people are fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> they would never listen to the rules. They were always just, they, it just, it was uncomfortable for me. I didn't want them around. And um, Craig led this forever. Craig mm-hmm. kept them around forever. They chose these people who were not even. Even in the business, I was the one providing money and they chose them over me. Wow. And that was kind of the last red flag where I was like, because the first time they talked me back into it, like, this will never happen again. We, you know, you were right. We were wrong kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The second time they finally do
0: what you wanted to hear. Yeah. The
1: second Mm -hmm. time they finally let me kick this couple out of the process. But then after that, they were still continuing to convince me to stay with Kyle. Nope. Yeah. And then after that, it was, it was just a mess. Like so much. Happened, And you can hear my story later. This is about Jess, but I mean, there's just so many red flags. And um, so outside of your relationship with Robert and you telling him all of this, what is going on with the, the mentorship? What are they telling you? Um, I had kind of taken a step back
2: when I had started the job at the restaurant, but I was still reaching out to Craig and his wife occasionally. And his wife was more on the side of like, supporting Robert and me supporting him. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm supporting him financially. What do I get? Yeah. You know, it, it came down to like, I can give my all, but I'm getting zero in return. So what point do I have with this? Yeah. And they would basically tell me, you know, like he's healing, he's getting better. Um, We're working with him. And it's like, you've been working with him for four years almost now. And it's the same cycle after cycle after cycle. And you're telling me the same thing that you told me four Four years ago that he's healing and getting better and there's been no change it's getting worse and worse and worse yeah you know and at this point it was there was physical violence and sexual violence like it wasn't just calling me names or punching a wall behind me or throwing something in my direction like yeah it was grabbing me and forcing me to do things that i didn't want to do yeah and it was you're my wife so i'm gonna make you do this you God. know that was his wordage no, you're good. <laughs> that was his verbiage Every single time, you're my wife, so you have to do this, and I'm going to make you. The that's Bible disgusting. says so, and it's like that's not how this works. And when I would voice that to these people, it would get dismissed. Oh, he would never do that. That that would never happen. We would never allow somebody to do that. Yeah. But, but and I'd be like, Well, you're you're not in my bed at three o'clock in the morning, right? Like you're in your own bed. I'm there,
1: unsafe, not sleeping because I don't want to sleep there. Wow. And yeah. Wow. So what did it look like trying to get away from that situation? I mean, it was easy than I
2: thought it was going to be, but there was just a lot of he he was pushing and not respecting boundaries which you know obviously you guys know these people don't respect any boundaries. Not at all. No. And it, my boundary was I need space. I need time to think. I don't know what my brain wants to do. I don't know anything at this point. And he was like well can we still have sex? Can we still talk? Um, well I want to be with you. And I said well I don't know if I want to be with you. That's the problem here. Problem is not that you You don't want to be with me. It's that I don't know if I want to be with you. And immediately when I had said that to him, he broke down into tears and wanted his mom. (laughs) His exact words were, I want my mommy.
0: Ugh. Oh my god! <laughs>
2: Not even lying. Wow. Tears
1: in his eyes and everything. So I want what? He mama. couldn't handle the fact that he was just a fucking piece of shit and abusive. And, and then that, you're rejecting him. Yeah. And I was rejecting him. Yeah. And the night that this all kind
2: of went down, he he was really mad at me because I had just bought in a brand new vehicle for myself. He stole my spare key and then tried to take my keys from the front door and pinned me in the corner of our bedroom. And when I I tried to jump over the bed to get away. He grabbed my hips and pulls me down, takes the keys out of my hands and tells me you are never leaving this house. And I knew in that moment I like I needed to get out. I had been drinking that night. I probably shouldn't have drove. I grabbed my keys from him and I just left. And I went straight to Danny's house. Yeah. That was the only place that
1: I knew that I felt safe. I didn't even feel safe going to like my mom's house. Like I needed someone who was safe. Yeah. So at this point, um, we hadn't spoken since my son was born because I kind of left this whole life behind me. Right. And um, we had reconnected. I think I texted you maybe the day before. Just by chance, I texted you and we reconnected. We had a really long conversation about what the hell was actually going on. Um, They had lost lied about why I left, which yep. is, of course they did.
0: Yeah. They're not going to tell the
1: truth. No. Mm-mm. And um, she, we were able to open up to each other and i that's when I really learned because through this time she was not allowed to tell me anything. Right. And yeah. we finally learned what the hell each other was going through in this whole situation. Wow. Yeah. So she came to my house. Um, we had a long talk about how we don't do that again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like call me. I'll come pick you up. I'll fight him. I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like respectfully fuck Robert. Like I hate him to this day. I hate Very strong word. I don't hate many people. But for what he did, he deserves it. Yeah. So I'm really grateful that you were able to make it safely to my house that night and that uh, you were able to, you know, everything was fine. So what happens after this point um I'm on the
2: phone with Craig his wife and Robert oh yes outside God. your house oh yeah yeah and they basically asked me well what do you want and I said I don't want to be with him anymore he just assaulted me and you guys are thinking this is okay you guys are basically telling him that he did what he was supposed to do God. because they were saying well he was emotional and he's been hurt and things have been really bad um from you on your end for a while. You haven't been a part of the business and you haven't been committed. So they blaming like, you. Yeah. Blamed me for the whole problem. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. That's so fucked And up. I just said, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. And I said, when I come back to my apartment tomorrow, I don't want him there. And then I hung up the phone and I went into your house and
1: that was pretty much
2: it. There was more to you know, post separation. But
1: yeah. yeah. I had the pleasure Of serving the divorce papers. Um, But likewise, Jess was also the one who served my divorce papers. yes yeah I mean have you heard since anything from Craig Jenny John Barbara no after that night no communication from anybody and these are from the same people who said you'll quit us before we quit you exactly it's not about the business it's not about the money we'll always be friends Bullshit. exactly and yeah and that's that doesn't even like I don't even think that completely covers all of the manipulation within the business itself I mean we were told things like what are some of the things that you felt really guilty about and that may took you a long time to get over
2: um buying anything other than store brand
1: yeah buying buying anything that wasn't their products yeah
2: that's true going to a store and spending money sleeping Um, probably sleeping yeah taking a nap even now like i'm a stay-at-home mom and like it's okay for me to take a nap when my son naps but i still feel guilty yeah wow they do that it's
0: kind of a side note but didn't we is this the same person that we found his tiktok Yes. yes okay yes yes (laughs) yes
1: <laughs> that's right okay yeah um oh my gosh. but yeah I mean this Crazy. cult they really they pull you in they isolate you from your family they teach you that your family is the worst because they're all still got jobs you need to listen to them over everybody else they always say I'm not gonna listen to my dad he's been divorced or I'm not gonna listen to him. he doesn't own a business or what have you right and they really isolate you and you are only mm-hmm. supposed to listen to them wow. yep. and when you decide and you realize like this is not I can't do this anymore they leave you high and fucking dry because
0: you're not useful
1: to them anymore exactly it's all about the money wow
2: they discard you so fast
1: That's so fucked up But here you are now You're a mom You're in this Healthy relationship You are far away From all of the Bullshit that they Put you through Yes And how do you feel now?
2: I feel I feel great I still struggle Almost every day But the difference is, is I'm with somebody Who puts my feelings On the same table As theirs Yeah And so when I'm Having a rough day If I need to talk about it If I need a hug If I just need To be left alone Like I get that I don't get told Just suck it up or bite your tongue or just go to work because you know you have to right now you know like I have support I have love and I have assistance it just makes all of the difference I feel like in a healing journey like this
1: absolutely well thanks so much for sharing that with us um, Thank you. It's a lot. and in- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you know, anyone who's listening and you've been, you know, you've had an interaction with Worldwide Dream Builders. Um, there's a lot of negative out there. And it's for good reason. A lot of people have had yeah. negative encounters with with this organization because of the toxic things that happen within. Like we said, we're not going to name our line of sponsorship. Just know that it, it happens industry wide. So we hope that yeah. if you're hearing this, you think twice about going to another meeting or meeting up with that person who's reconnected with you and wants to get you in their pyramids game. It's not worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't fall for the trap.
1: Don't do it. Yes. All
0: right. Well, Corey, where can they follow us? You guys can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at X's and T underscore podcast. Um, and then we're also, we upload weekly to Spotify and Apple Podcast
1: every Thursday.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.